Well, hello, you guys, and welcome back to We're Potting This Together. This is the podcast where we guide you through all those Disney Channel original movies that you love or love to hate. I am Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. And this week, we're taking a look at the 10th Disney Channel original movie, Genius, from 1999. So, who among us has seen this movie previously? I have. I definitely have. And yet again, I had not. This was one of those movies that I I know I loved it growing up. I watched it a million times. I remember them putting things on the rollerblades, but I didn't remember anything. I remembered, like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember this. But when I think of DCOMs, Genius is not... It doesn't even register on the list of DCOMs that... Same. Like, I remember when I think about them. I think it's, like, such a common concept for show. Like, there's Jimmy Neutron and Dewey Hauser and all those sort of things. And it's it doesn't do it well enough to be memorable amongst the other types that do the same plot. Even though this is the only the 10th DCOM, it's, like, the second genius kid character we've had. Yeah. There actually wasn't any real trivia for this one either. Um, the actress who played Claire, the love interest, uh, Emmy Rossum. Rossum? Rossum? Rossum, I think. She was in a couple things, like the Phantom of the Opera remake and Shameless. Yeah, Shameless. Seen. Um, I've seen it. It's a... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I really like Shameless. Um, it's a Showtime show. I thought the production of this was pretty good. It seemed the... like more of a straight-to-video than a straight-to-TV. Like, it seemed one-tier-up production-wise. I don't know. Maybe if it was because it was, like, actually it looked like it was filmed on a location versus on a set. I actually think the acting quality was really well all around. So, script aside, it was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. the elements were there. Except the plot. <laughs> the beginning of this movie, I... I, I was like, wow, I'm going to have to watch this whole movie, and I already hate this. <laughs> I was pretty relieved, like, a couple minutes in, I looked at how long the runtime was, and it's a few minutes, Same. about 10, 15 minutes shorter than most of the DCOMs we've hit up so far. Which feels just about right, actually. I think a few of the more, the previous DCOMs that we've done have felt a little longer in the runtime, and oh, yeah. you you definitely feel it. When you're watching Even the extra, like, seven minutes makes a pretty significant difference in these. Yeah. So how does this movie start? Well, he's on the, the ice rink, living out his dreams of being an ice hockey star. His dad comes and talks to him, and I was having trouble. It seems like his dad either owns or manages the ice rink, but it's not made super clear, which was weird. Yeah, the parents in this just don't really exist fully. Does he have a mom? He does have a mom, and we hear her voice, but we don't see her face. Yeah, it was sort of like uh, they didn't have the budget to cast another person or something. I don't know. No, they spent all of their budget making the ice hockey rink look brand new and sparkly. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, he puts down that this device that he created... Um, and it magically turns the entire rink, like, perfectly smooth. That's This first part was when I was like, oh, cool, like, a movie about a kid who loves science. This is kind of cool. But it was really just a kid who could magically create scientific 
looking things. I definitely, when I first started it and they started with the hockey rink, I had to triple check that I was watching the right movie <laughs> because going into a movie named yeah. Genius, I didn't say, okay, this is definitely going to start out with a sport of some kind. There's not really any transition, but we find out that he's supposed to be going to a college because he's so smart. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's what, 13 and going to college um, and he gets into every Ivy League school there is. Including Harvard. Especially Harvard. Including Harvard. Um, Did we say Harvard? Harvard. Guys, he got into Harvard. He got into Harvard. Um, I didn't know that. I I didn't see the giant logo on the the envelope. That was thrown into the trash twice. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, he decides to go to, like, Wisconsin University or something like that. Okay, what bothered me, though, is that clearly he's a genius specifically in the sciences and even more specifically in physics. He's a physics genius. Clearly the school that he should be going to is MIT, but they're like drilling in Harvard. And it's like, he's not going to be a lawyer. I did like the whole scene where his dad and him found out they got into all the colleges, which, Hey, it's not like mom would want to be a part of that moment. But the little dance that they all started doing and his reaction to his dad dancing, it seemed very authentic where he'd be like, dad, please stop doing that. But then eventually he's, he's a kid. So he got excited. So he like gave in and like stopped pretending like he was too cool to like butt wiggle with his dad. Yeah. He decides to go to University of Wisconsin and he gets there and it's not really what he thinks. The facilities aren't that great. And he's teaching, even though he's not a professor. I didn't get it that. Was, it was a condition of his scholarship, which is even weirder to me. Yeah. They're like, look, a child genius who clearly has social issues <laughs> because they're so smart. Now we're going to make them teach college-aged kids. I can't get a lot of jobs without a bachelor's degree that are like small startup type gigs and this kid's doesn't even have that and they're letting him teach at a, a pretty prestigious not only letting college. him making him yeah yeah it's you... beyond me it's beyond me i don't get it i think it was just a um a means to put him in a position of power over uh his bullies basically um, yeah which like so it starts out and he gets introduced to the the whole hockey team. Yeah, he gets introduced to the whole hockey team. And then it's a bunch of basically... They're supposed to be college kids, which would be like, what, 18 to 22. Instead, they look like they're about 35, which they makes it... much older. Pretty pathetic because they just start immediately, like, mocking him and bullying him. And it just... It's gross. Like, it's not... It's... I, I really didn't like that. Oh my god, there's that scene where the bigger guy breaks the hockey stick on his leg i yeah i was like like, this is really he'd get kicked off the team for like vandalizing equipment that's insane expensive yeah you don't just break those i mean i get it was for like the trailer of this movie they're like we need something super awesome and action filled to put in the trailer and that was it but guys it's a movie full of freaking hockey like you get that already i don't understand i just I think what really made this movie not work, like, just straight out of the gate, was just how it didn't even try to make sense. Like, I don't e- I still don't really understand why he was teaching, why there were literal adults just, like, being complete asshats to him, like, immediately. I feel like they had three different huge things going on that they 
should have just chose one. Either going to college, that's a big thing. Um, hockey, team rivalry, that's a thing. Or self-re-imaging and like be being the bad kid. Like they had these three huge things going on and they're all like kind of messed up. Yeah, he's a teacher for a physics class and he doesn't even want to go to the class, let alone be the teacher. Yeah, that scene, when he walked into that room, I was like, wait, what experience would this kid have teaching? Like, what does he have a lesson plan? What are they, what is he going to do? And then yet again, it's the hockey jock guy and he's just gross. He's like throw something at the window or at the chalkboard and just says, Hey, I'm here yeah. to disrupt you. And everybody just laughs along with it. And it just, it makes no sense again. Like, yeah, dude, you're like the 28 year old Van Walder. Yeah. And they acted like a bunch of high school kids in a classroom with a substitute teacher, but this is college. Yeah. You're, you're where you're paying for this. Yeah. You're paying to be in that class. I would be so annoyed. I would say, look, the administration you guys need to figure this out there's a kid teaching my class every student is disruptive and it's 350 dollars a credit hour so can you like figure this out before i drop this class uh, at least in doogie hauser he had a degree he was out of college and out of his doctorate program and that's why he was a doctor in this one it, it seemed like no time had passed he left his middle school like an actual junior high and then just the next day was an enrolled and moved into the dorms I don't think he ever went to any classes himself. We don't see that. What I also didn't understand was he gets in the dorms, of course, with the other jock guy. But the entire time he's like sad on on missing out the college experience or something. The teacher, the other professor who or his colleague slash teacher, I am not sure. Something. It's like, why don't you go join him next time? As there's like, they're drinking out of blue solo cups, I think maybe to disconnect it a little bit from the reputation that red ones have, but, but it's clear. They clearly partying. Yeah. There's like 90s rave music playing and they're drunk as all else. I think the thing that made the most sense was him wanting to be back in a junior high school. <laughs> I was like, yes, okay, this makes sense. Well, and he got put into a dorm with who would be his student. Yeah. That's moving. Like, <laughs> so he goes to the skating rink, which is where his scientist, sci where his scientist teacher slash colleague is trying to defy gravity as an experiment, I guess. And in the ice skating portion, he meets a girl. He meets a girl whose name is Claire. <laughs> Yeah, so he meets a girl named Claire, and yes. she's... and he stutters. He does stutter. And she's there because her dad's the hockey coach, which we find out later. God, spoilers, Lori. Dang it. Spoilers. But she sees Charlie watching her, and she's all like, hey, bro, what's up? He, having just gotten rejected by a girl a few days previously for saying, hello, my name is Charlie, somehow connects the dots and thinks, oh, the name Charlie is what's turning girls off. I'm not going to say that. My name is Chaz. The smoothest Ooh. name. Chaz. It's like Chad, but even cooler. It's like a mixture between Chad and Chez Starbuck. <gasps> Merman extraordinaire. Uh, we get a whole montage where... 
takes off his glasses and dishevels his hair and he puts on sunglasses because that's what the cool kids wear inside. Oh, yeah. And he wears really large baggy clothing. He has like a pretty appropriate late 90s cool kid get up on. I thought he played the cool kid pretty well. I thought he did the cool kid really well as well. And that's why I was so confused as to why he was failing so miserably with his friends and with girls and his previous Charlie persona. Yeah, like obviously he has the capacity to like pretend to be sociable and like... He's self-aware to some extent. Yeah. He has the like ability to interact socially with other people. I I could understand, you know, the whole not really having friends, being unsuccessful with the ladies as a socially awkward nerd, but he's not socially awkward. He yeah. has the capability to just flip a switch and not be socially awkward. He's not cartoony enough to be a cartoony fake character. Because he's a little bit too real, but the situation that he puts himself in, it just, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, he creates this whole other person and signs himself up for middle school, right? He hacks into the system and just adds himself, which adds a whole other layer of nonsensicalness. And he forgets to close the tab on his 1999 computer. (laughs) And he's like, how did you know? How did you know I signed up? And he's like, dude, I looked at my computer. And you left your eighth grade math book sitting out. Chez goes Uh, to his junior high and he's fashionably late because he's Chez, the cool guy from Chicago. Oh, yeah. And his arm gets stuck in the door. (laughs) Yeah, that was the best. That's something that would happen to me like the first day of school and you're back and you're like, I'm going to make a great impression today. And then you're... Sure, gets caught in the door. His whole, like, his way of getting out of the situation of being, like, this was the moment where it was like, dude, you're obviously capable of thinking on your feet and, like, coming up with cool, mm-hmm. witty things that you, he seemed proud of himself for finding a solution to that. Like, it's not like he was forcing himself into a position he hated. He was actually enjoying himself and he was good at it. Yeah. And that's when we learn all along that he was a bully deep inside. Under- it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. This movie built him up to be the cool guy as he was talking about, like, he accidentally said something smart in science class, and everybody kind of looks at him like, gross, this is the worst. And then he says, oh, I heard a nerd say that, and that's before I shoved his face into the ice or put his mouth to the ice or something, and everybody cheers and laughs, and he's the cool kid. I don't think Claire was really reacting to, like, the bully part of him, but the fact that he thought that was something she would like was concerning to me. Mm-hmm. That he's like, I am really hoping that this girl is so in love with bullies. I think she also could see, like, the good part in him. Like, she could kind of tell he was putting on an act. We find out that his science colleague, boss teacher man, who encouraged him to go get crunk with the other college kids, finds out that he's living this double life and enrolled himself in junior high and is actually proud of him and that that character creeped me out on a variety of levels because it looked like he was trying to be a junior high kid and just acting like he wished he could be as cool as charlie who was acting like a crazy awful bully liar person yeah that was confusing because he was trying to kind of mimic what what the bully was doing and that adult encouraged it yeah (laughs) find out that claire is an honor student 
Can we talk about the skeleton scene? That was so cool. I didn't really like the skeleton part. I thought that was lame. I thought it in itself was ridiculous because if I had seen a kid do that in class, I would have immediately thought, wow, this kid is super smart. Yeah. I really loved how the teacher thought that the kids were, like, (laughs) reacting to his stupid science jokes. He was getting a real confidence boost there. So it starts off being a real skeleton with the arms moving, and then it goes into being, like, this 90s horrible 3d animation do you guys remember that that like naked baby dancing i was about to say the same thing i was gonna say it reminded me so much of dancing baby from the 90s so the part that got me with like the skeleton and all of his stuff in the within the junior high is that like this kid kept cutting class and disappearing a he's like 13 he doesn't have a car like and then the teacher just acts like it's completely normal that this kid's coming in and out of class no parents are ever mentioned Yeah, he was fully enrolled in junior high, which means he's enrolled from, like, morning till afternoon, but he's, like... Every day. Yeah, but he's, like, no, I'm only going to show up for these classes that I share with Claire or whatever, and then he has to go teach his class, but, like, are none of the teachers in those afternoon classes, like, where's this Chaz fellow? They could have explained it by maybe he gave the teachers his, like a fake parent name and number that he would get called at some point. But the fact that they kept putting all the punishment on him without bringing any adults into it was mind-blowing. It makes no sense. Also, they didn't really bring punishment to him. He was like completely disrupting the class. Well, there was one, there was one time he walked in. He was like six detentions in three periods. Like, that's got to be a record. In middle school and elementary school especially, if you miss X amount of days, that becomes a legal issue. Like, cops are brought in. Like, people can lose their children over something like this. So did, like, he contact the school and be like, hey, I want to be a student there. And then the higher-ups at somewhere were like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is, like, a genius student. He just wants to pretend to have, like, a real childhood. So kind of like some weird never-been-kissed Drew Barrymore situation, almost, but the opposite, age-wise. Yes, the opposite, where he's supposed to be there. So they just kind of let it slide, because they're like, this is the genius kid. I mean, I guess that can make it make some I mean, I'm trying to make sense of something that nothing makes sense here. What does make sense is he pretends to be dumb in order to get Claire. So you get this whole montage of them studying and stuff, and then he ends up, they're getting along very well, and he's hanging out at her house, and then he finds out that her dad is the college hockey coach who knows him. Oh, no. And so when dad walks in, he puts on the hockey mask and starts yelling, like, Friday the 13th, Jason, and just running around the room, (laughs) flailing his arms, wearing the mask. This is where I love Claire. Because she just kind of stands there like, oh my god, what was that? I feel like Claire is the viewer. Like, she is us in this situation. Where it's just, she's looking around at everything. Just like, guys, this is really messed up. Is nobody else noticing this thing? (laughs) So at the same time that he's getting tutored, the jock that was previously bullying, bullying him wants to get tutored. So he moves back into the dorm, which I guess he at some point moved out of. That didn't really get discussed. Yeah, and he agrees to help Charlie out with the girl, which consists of him saying, bro, don't think about it. This whole thing is just super creepy. Charlie is, like, writing down, don't think about it. 
like he's gonna forget. Like he's gonna have to consult his notes when he's talking to Claire. Like, what do I do again? Oh, don't think about it. Okay. I mean, he literally does that later on. Yes. It's yes in the next so scene. Dumb. Actually, it's so dumb. The next scene, which is pretty much my only likable scene in this movie which involves claire ice skating and telling us about the story of her parents and her mother yeah her mother her mother who um somehow died we don't know but she was a figure skater and her father was a hockey player her mom's spirit now haunts the hockey rink yes no there's no half half hockey hockey rink half half mother no. <laughs> um, no, she tells us the story of how she previously really liked ice hockey and then seeing her mother compete and the snowfall and the magical moment of it all really led her into liking uh, figure skating. Um, and it was a really beautiful moment. And she's like, it was just so beautiful. And then Charlie completely ruins it all. And he goes, you're beautiful. <laughs> like really a lame pickup line right now she's talking about her dead mother charlie's back in the lab i don't think they really they're really doing any work they're just sitting around watching the particle accelerator and like talking about girls and stuff we missed the part where like charlie has to do like the double life thing oh god Uh, the school goes on a field trip to the college to watch this super genius 13-year-old professor. Oh, um, because, because the teacher needs to teach this one child a lesson. He goes that day, calls the college, takes his entire class with no permission slips, mind day, you. Yeah. yeah, no permission. Like, I guess the college is in, like, the backyard of the high school or junior high or something. Who knows? Must be. Um, but yeah, he specifically thinks Chaz needs to learn a lesson from Charlie, uh, I guess dramatic irony or something, who knows. Um, and so Charlie and Chaz have to go run back and forth like a Flintstones episode. And in order to disguise himself, Charlie covers himself (laughs) in like purple dye and wraps his leg up like he got into some horrific accident. Oh, man. And then the voice on top of it all. It's like a bad Stephen Hawking, like... like oh, a, man. Like a groggy oh, God, 80-year-old was, lady man. who's been smoking for 82 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am damaged. I will be fine, I assure you. Like, <laughs> Thank you for coming. God. I, I will spare <laughs> you all <laughs> looking at my hideous face and just yes. roll backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on when he's like give me a little push and he pushes it out there and he just like flies on the ground and he's crawling <laughs> and claire's like somebody help this guy and he's like no don't help me leave me alone <laughs> it's fine oh, oh. i mean that part was pretty funny okay <laughs> It didn't need to be there. It None really of this didn't. movie needed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing makes sense. And it's not even... It's like they were going through a brainstorming session for, like, what can we include in a movie about a kid genius? 
and they just went with everything. Like, they left yeah. everything fair game in the order it was presented during the brainstorming. Yeah, literally with the dad who just disappears and the mom who's not there. But they're at the hockey game, the big hockey game. And his friends who are dickbags because they think he's the coolest for bragging about beating people up. They invite him to the game, and he says that he needs to take care of his sister. They're like, well, aren't you an only child? Oh, I mean, Sister Susan. She's an invalid. (laughs) (laughs) Sad thing is, I know I loved this movie as a kid. Yeah, they're at the hockey game, and middle school friends find him and make him sit with him. and While he's wearing the shirt with his real last name. Which nobody notices. Ever. But then Claire spots him and wants to point him out to her dad, so he, like, runs away. Okay, in the middle of a very intense hockey game, where he's trying to direct everything that's going on, and she's like, Dad, Dad, there's this guy from school, Dad. He wasn't actually coaching, though. He was just kind of clapping. The student, roommate, bully, kid, adult, whatever... Was the one the coach was just kind of like, "Hey guys, good job," and did nothing else. And this is a college yeah. game at a pretty important school, it would appear. Yeah, I don't know. They treat it importantly, but at the same time, they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna fire you if you don't do well." And they're sharing the hockey rink with a science department. So, is there not enough funding, or are they cutting the whole program? I think What's it. Going I on? think it is a very poorly funded school. I mean, they're employing a 13-year-old student as a teacher. It's suffering. That says a lot. The school is suffering. (laughs) They need to send out more letters to the alumni or something. There's a problem. Um, Apparently, throughout this whole time, Charlie Ches boy was supposed to be manning the defying gravity experiment thing. He wasn't, so the ice literally explodes. And he runs onto the ice saying, get off the ice! As if, like, the giant cracks in the ice weren't enough clue for the people playing. Like, they're like, oh, if this 13-year-old child wasn't screaming at us to get off the ice, we'd still be playing hockey. Oh, of course. It wasn't even, like, subtle cracks either. It was, like, foot large with fire. (laughs) Yeah, it, like, there was red glowing out from the... It was, like, the ice rink was opening onto a portal to hell. It was... Not normal. The only the only bad thing that happens is at some point throughout this, Claire finds out that he is actually Charles and Ches are the same person. Oh. And she feels like he was kind of treating her like she was stupid. Yeah, they were just kind of like toys in his little like smart kid thing. Yeah. Which he was. He tries calling her a million times. She keeps hanging up because oh, she's God. a rational, actual human person in this crap show yes. of a movie he has this weird like mic setup fm transmitter thing and he uses that to project a thing over the intercom of his junior high which he's i guess expelled from or he raised his name or whatever and he apologizes he gets escorted out or something does he i don't remember any of that but i i think i just assume that he's like well if i can't talk to claire i might as well not go because i'm not actually in junior high So they were rightfully mad at him. But I think they still, like, one of the friends goes back and tries, and is like, oh, that's a cool radio device you have. Like, cool idea. So they kind of, like, see the cool parts of him. 
I don't think it's ever about these movies all make it out to be like the kids are getting bullied because they're smart. And that's never the case. It's something with how the kids are acting. Honestly. Okay. In that first part where he's with the group of kids and he's, he wants to play hockey with them or like street hockey. He was so annoying and he was rude and he like interrupted their game. I would be annoyed at him, too. Well, he doesn't actually want to play hockey. He wants to play hockey plus all these accessories that they're cheating. So they can. he finds a way to convince his friends to kind of trust him again. Or not completely trust him, but at least be on his side to win this hockey game. By cheating. He's cheating. By cheating. Literally, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so the wrong thing to do was to trick your friends to thinking you're someone else. But the right way, the right way to make that up is to cheat a college level hockey game and nobody notices or cares because why would they even with Whatever. flying floating people <sighs> so while the other team is there their own fans are booing them and then somebody says oh god what was it oh the only respond they only respond to negative reinforcement they recruit only kids from broken homes so, broken homes literally means kids with divorced parents, therefore makes them violent and only respond to being screamed at? It, yeah, I noticed that line too, and I was like, "That this is weird. It was super they were weird. They trying to make a, 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 a joke about how tough the other... I think they justified the cheating with, oh, they're cheating, so we're just cheating to, to stop their cheating. But it was very obvious, and it would be very obvious to anyone in that whole and- hockey rink... And that I th- they're, like, pulling this. I feel like the referee, who they didn't murder, the referee is still alive. The referee would be like, yeah. um, foul. Not allowed. It, it didn't make sense. But somehow, they made this really cool scene where they put the little dots of the gravity connecting. It was crappy okay. flubbers. So what their, what their discovery was, was that these two, like, particles would react with each other like one controls the other so when you move Mm. one the other moves as well but what didn't make sense to me is the way they were testing it it was like a mirror image which is not one doing the same as the other it's doing it backwards not accurate first of all but then they attach them to this yeah then they attach them to the skates and starts with charlie like kind of controlling what's happening above them in the rink because he attached one of the particles to their skates and he has the other particle. So, theoretically, whatever he's doing, the skater would do. Um, But it would just be the skate if we're talking... Not his arms and his body and his head. Oh my right? god, they that s- bothered me a lot. They start doing, like, a ballet dance. They start dancing, like, uh, he and Cl- Claire shows up at some point. I guess she forgave him, and so she puts a little particle thingy on her skate. And they start, like, tango dancing, and it's like the guys on, in the hockey rink start dancing with each other. But it would just be the skates. It would not yeah. be... They're not holding each other... No, they were clearly like, you let go of me. No, you let go of me. Well, you could let go of each other because nobody's stopping you. They they win their, their cheating hockey game. Everybody's super happy. Nobody's noticing the actual flying people. I feel like I feel like this entire movie was set up around somebody thinking that would be a funny idea. 
to make two hockey players dance with each other on a rink. And they're like, how do we make that happen? Yes. That's how a lot of bad ideas happen. <laughs> they win the game. They win the they game. Cheated. Charlie doesn't get in trouble. Claire decides she loves him or something, and they, like, make out. Have an ice hockey game with middle schoolers and college-age kids. They're all just hanging out, best buddies. They compete against each other, I guess. Yeah. Everybody's happy with Charlie. He wins. That's the movie. The end. Goodbye. That's it. Thank you. So, ironically, I wanted to add a new portion to this that something Josh had brought up in a previous episode that you try to find the lessons that these movies teach oh, us. Yeah. Josh, what did we learn from this movie? Okay, I think what they were going for is that you should feel like you can be yourself. You don't have to pretend to be someone else in order for people to like you because those people will ultimately see through you and see who the real version of you are. Unfortunately, in this, the real version of Genius was actually a manipula manipulative jerk who is completely selfish. Yeah, what I thought the lesson was that if you cheat... If you think the other people deserved it, it should be applauded. That if you're truly a bully, as long as you're presenting your true self, that people will love that, and that is a positive trait. Those are the lessons I got from this. It was pretty atrocious. A lot of weird thing. a lot of bending morals here. In previous movies, we've pointed out how progressive the treatment of females was. This movie did not have that. Oh, it completely okay. set Claire up as something to be attained. By any means mm -hmm. possible, especially deceit. It definitely had that weird, like, you know, that weird, like, nerdy guy thing when they, like, try to hit on a girl too much and they try to act a little weird and, like, put on a act. I didn't like you anyway. You're ugly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if Claire wasn't into him, he would just be really weird. Where do we all rate this movie? Sammy? Oh, God. Um... Okay, so I actually had fun watching it. Um, I thought the thought the acting was pretty well done. In general, it was a well-done movie. Just the plot was not good. I still think it's better than You Lucky Dog. Uh, maybe a 3 out of 10? As I was watching it... Okay, to be fair, we are like dragging down all the negative points about this and all the things that bothered us there were a few okay things here and as i was watching it i wasn't that infuriated i i remember thinking okay maybe a five would be okay <laughs> but, but by the time i got to the end of this movie i was like okay a four i can't go any higher than that i'm giving it a zero. Ooh. oh i the wow. i I don't like it. It made me feel gross. <laughs> I, I remember think I re, I specifically thought I don't like this. Like, there were parts. It just this one. It reinforced so many bad things. The plot made no sense. Characters like there's some shows like I've been watching a lot of the Golden Girls, and those characters are caricatures more than they are people. Like they don't they go over and beyond what an actual person would do and it's still enjoyable this one the pe the characters weren't even caricatures of anything the only real character was claire so now that we've given our views we have the imdb review and this one comes from zanatos they wrote this review in september of 1999 
I must say, I was truly amazed by this movie. I've been puzzled as to why on earth I bother watching all the Disney Channel original movies after such disappointments like Can of Worms, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century, and The Awful Smart House, to name a few. Guys, they say to name a few, that's three of the ten. I don't think Disney could make a decent TV movie, but here it is. This movie really is genius. Instead of going from cheap comedy and typical overblown plots... Disney made something that is nice and most importantly can make this stone-faced critic laugh a lot. You know what? I see where they're coming from. While I disagree that uh, disappointments include Xenon and Smart House. Oh, God. uh, Which are highlights of the DCOM uh, canon. Uh, They do... They are very over the top as far as their... This one literally had an ice rink blowing up with fire. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But as far as the, uh, the actual conceit is concerned, um, this one is a lot more reasonable. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but there are 13 year olds who go to college. There aren't a lot of teenagers that grew up on a space station being brought back to earth. Not Uh, yet. Not yet. I, I agree. I, I see. I understand that as well. Something about this felt a little bit more tangible. Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, to fix this, okay, what I thought should have happened was that they took out all the weird stuff, had a kid who went to college very early on, and had a rivalry with the hockey team who he really wanted to play with, and ended up being like the underdog cool kind of like becoming the spokesman for the team or somehow like overcoming the age difference and being part of the team and figuring out how to conflict conflict and resolution or or something so i see where you're coming from with that and i can get that but you're basically saying that they need to take out about 99 percent of the movie which at that point we're not talking about this movie anymore we're no, talking about- I, I agree. I I disagree that this person thinks genius is above Xenon because that's insane. Oh God, that's downright insane. I would watch Xenon any day. I would literally just watch Xenon any day. Just come home and put on Xenon and be happy. So what are we watching next? All right. So next week, we're doing a very special episode of Podding This very Together. Special. Your favorite Lindsay Lohan movie. The Parent Trap. The one she filmed with her twin sister? Yeah. Uh, Schmenzi Schmohan. Uh, to break up the monotony of watching DCOMs every single week for the next two-ish years, every tenth episode <laughs> we're going to watch just a run-of-the-mill actual theatrical Disney movie from the period in which the DCOMs we've covered have been. Yay! I think it'll be interesting to compare, like, if there's any similarities what the yeah. what the quality differences between a made for TV movie and a theatrical movie? Yeah. Anyway, so that's all we got for you this well, week. Well, that was genius. Do you guys feel any smarter? No. Yes. Great. I hope you learned something from this. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of We're Potting This Together. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at Parent Trap. Oh yeah. If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movies, you can find us on social media or email us at podinthistogether at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review.
Autobots roll out.